Thank you for joining us at the First Baptist Church of Coleraine, Massachusetts, as Pastor Jim Rennie continues to faithfully challenge and encourage us in the Word. And it is our prayer that this message will encourage the believer and bring the unbeliever closer to a saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'd like to welcome everybody here and also those listening wherever you may be and also watching by YouTube. Welcome, one and all, to the First Baptist Church in Coleraine. We're studying through the book of Revelation. Coming to the seventh chapter today, and we're going to read the whole chapter and then uh, find out what it means, hopefully. After this, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth to prevent any wind from blowing on the land or on the sea or on any tree. Then I saw another angel coming up from the east, having the seal of the living God. He called out in a loud voice to the four angels who had been given power to harm the land and the sea. Do not harm the land or the sea or the trees until we put a seal on the foreheads of the servants of our God. Then I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 from all the tribes of Israel. From the tribe of Judah, 12,000 were sealed. From the tribe of Reuben, 12,000. From the tribe of Gad, 12,000. From the tribe of Asher, 12,000. From the tribe of Nephtali, 12,000. From the tribe of Manasseh, from the tribe of Simeon, 12,000. From the tribe of Levi, 12,000. From the tribe of Ishtar, 12,000. From the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000. From the tribe of Joseph, 12,000. And from the tribe of Benjamin, 12,000. After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders asked me, these in white robes, who are they? And where did they come from? I answered, sir, you know. And he says, these are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God 
and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tent over them. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat upon them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. May God give us understanding of his word. Amen. Let's have a word of prayer before we begin. Uh, we certainly do need understanding, dear Lord, of these passages uh, in this book that seemingly most people will try to avoid. We thank you that you are giving us insight into the meanings, even though a lot of it is symbolic. Nevertheless, it is true and it's meaningful. So we ask that we'll be tuned in. We need to concentrate. We might miss something so easily. So uh, for this next half hour or so, let us tuned in and not be distracted. May our ears be open and also our hearts for those that are listening and those that are watching. In Jesus' name, amen. We are studying through the book of Revelation. As you know, last week we talked about the seals. There was only six of them last week. Lord willing, we'll learn about the seventh seal, the seven seals altogether, the seven judgment seals that will surely fall on this earth during the great tribulation period. Revelation, it's revealed by God. It's the word of God that's revealed it's exposed for us to read and to understand. It confirms, the book of Revelation does, future events that will happen. Sure enough, they have been prophesied in the Old Testament, by the Old Testament prophets, and also by the New Testament prophets, including the apostle Paul, Peter, I was going to say Mary, no, you're too young to remember that group, all right? Peter, Paul, and Mary. No, Mary didn't. And no, she wasn't inspired to write any of this. Okay. Peter, St. Peter, St. Paul, St. John, also confirming Jesus' prophetic words in Matthew 24 regarding the end times tribulation period that will surely come on this earth. Question people often ask, Will there be people saved during the tribulation period? Will people be saved during the tribulation? Regardless of what somebody may have told you, uh, what you think that they may be right, let's get the answer from the word of God, shall we? Will people be saved during the tribulation? Let's get the answer. We read there. Tune in to verses 13 and 14 again. Then one of the elders asked me, ask who? John. These in white robes, who are they? And where did they come from? So there's two questions. I asked, sir, you know, and he said, these are they who have come out of the great tribulation. And I've washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. So surely this is referring to people that are saved. 
they're wearing white robes and made, they are made white, those robes, in the blood of the Lamb. These are believers. In the Old Testament, believers were called Old Testament saints. In the church age, when, after Jesus ascended into heaven, having been crucified, buried, and risen from the dead, he ascended into heaven, at Pentecost, the church began. Ever since that, we're living in the church age. We are now saints, those that believe in Jesus Christ. So we've got the Old Testament saints, you've got us that are New Testament saints, and you're going to have tribulation saints as well. See, that's the mercy of God. Where there's judgment, there's always mercy. God always gives people an opportunity to hear the gospel and be saved. Now, it's up to them whether to believe it or not. Because he's not, he's not going to, you know, he's not uh, going to force anybody. They have to come to him by faith, believing what Jesus has done for them on the cross. By faith, it's all by faith. The Old Testament saints were saved by faith, believing the promises of God. We are saved, believing the promises of God, putting our faith in Jesus. And so are the tribulation saints and anybody else who called upon the name of the Lord during the tribulation period that will surely take place. So yes, people will be saved during the tribulation period. However, there's going to be millions upon millions of people who will not be, but they're going to have the opportunity. We'll get there in a minute. It talks about every tribe, every tongue, every nation. God's going to give every person an opportunity to hear the gospel why because he loves everybody right he loves everybody he's going to give them a chance it's not going to take place before the tribulation every tribe every tongue every nation it's not going to happen but it will during the tribulation period people will get the opportunity but that shouldn't prevent us from being witnesses because we are ambassadors for Christ and we are expected to share our faith, aren't we? Now, again, yes, people will be saved during the tribulation period. But remember, prior to the coming tribulation period, it's coming sooner than we think. Because Jesus, we're going to meet the Lord in the air, and as soon as we meet the Lord in the air, the church... That's when the tribulation begins. That's going to be the end of the church age. In the last 2,000 years, the age of grace. All right? But there's going to be a cutoff period, and only God knows when that'll be. But we see in the signs, aren't we? We see in the signs. The coming tribulation, prior to that, Christians will be immediately taken out of this world. Jesus confirms it. Matthew 24, the Apostle Paul, he was, he was given special revelations by God to write down what we can read about future events. First Thessalonians chapter 4, read it yourself. It talks about the rapture. How anyone could miss it, I, I will never know, but they do. Also here, the Apostle Paul, 1 Corinthians 15, 51, listen, he said, I tell you a mystery. Why is it a mystery? Because no one knew about it before in the Old Testament, right? But now, 
It's, it's been revealed through his New Testament prophet. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep or die. Talking about Christians, but we will all be changed. Changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye. How quickly can you blink at the last trumpet? When you hear that, you're going, whether you believe it, the rapture or not. For the trumpet will sound. The dead will be raised imperishable. And we will be changed. Rapture is just another word for resurrection. We're all going to receive a resurrected body. We haven't got one yet. It's going to be like Jesus' resurrected body. But it's only going to happen to the church when we are translated, transported at the rapture. For the perishable, this mortal body that's perishing, it's dying. This perishable must clothe itself with imperishable. We're talking about the resurrection. You're going to receive a resurrected body. And this mortal shall put on immortality. We shall never die. This old body's going to die, right? We're reminded of that every day, right? But we're going to get an immortal, resurrected body. When the, verse 54, when the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Rapture is just another word for resurrection. So, the title of my message today, another question. Who are the 144,000? First question was, will people be saved during the tribulation period? Yes, whether you believe it or not, they will be. I'm going to prove it from the word of God this morning. I think I already have. Right? Who are the 144,000? Because God is not willing that any should perish, because God loves people, I told you, where there's judgment, there is always mercy. All right? He's not willing that any should perish. He's going to make it possible for those people, millions, billions of people that are left behind on planet Earth when the church is taken out, just like Elijah was. Amen? He was taken out. He was translated. He was transported. He never died. God is going to make it possible for those people left on the Earth that are going to go through the tribulation period to hear the gospel and be saved. How is he going to do that if the church is taken out? I'm glad you asked that question. Here's the answer. What Jesus said, Matthew 24, 11 through 14. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold, but the one who stands firm to the end, as he's referring to the end of the tribulation, 
Those who stand firm to the end will be saved. Listen. And the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come. The end of the tribulation will come. It's going to be preached during the seven years tribulation period. The gospel is going to be preached. Of course, not everyone's going to believe it and not everyone's going to be saved. In fact, the vast majority of people on planet Earth are going to perish in their sins. But they're going to hear the gospel and have the opportunity to repent and turn to Christ. Not willing that any should perish. Here in chapter 7, Revelation, also chapter 14, the question is asked, who are the 144,000? He tells us who they are. In chapter 7 and also chapter 14. We'll get to chapter 14, hopefully, in the future. Don't know how long that's going to take. We don't know if we're going to be around, okay? But in chapter 7 today, he tells us who these 144,000 witnesses are. Regardless of what you've heard, it's not the religious sect called Jehovah's Witnesses. Okay? Because these are Jewish. Right? It tells us who they are from every tribe. Twelve tribes, 12,000 in each tribe equals what? 144,000. Tells us who they are. We don't need to read it again. I could quote it, but we, you know, it's there for you to read. 144,000 Jewish Christians from every tribe of Israel. See? God hasn't given up on the Jews. Oh, no, 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 no. God loves the Jews. He loves Israel. And those that bless Israel will be blessed. Oh, yes. Okay, now, these 144,000 Jewish Christians most likely are going to be saved during the tribulation period. How's that possible? With God, all things are possible. Most likely, though, through the preaching of two evangelists that God will send to preach the gospel during the tribulation period. And I tell you, I, know, I believe I know who they are, but we're not, we won't get to that until we get to Revelation chapter 11, okay? But I have a pretty good hunch who these two witnesses are, all right? Let's listen, just the one verse in Revelation chapter 11, verse three. And I will appoint my two witnesses and they will prophesy. In other words, they will preach. That's what I'm doing now. I'm preaching, I'm prophesying. And they will prophesy for 1,260 days clothed in sackcloth. Now, more about these two witnesses uh, when we finally get to chapter 11. During the coming 1,260 days, 
which is the second half of the seven-year tribulation period, three and a half years almost, a satanically inspired world ruler, a satanically inspired world dictator called the beast, otherwise known as the Antichrist. He will persecute and kill many people because of their faith in Jesus Christ during the tribulation period. Remember, the church has already been taken out. He's going to persecute the tribulation saints. Many are going to die during that period. Many are going to be beheaded. And usually when you get beheaded, you normally die. All right? It's in the book of Revelation. Regardless of what, you know, what Bible college you may have got to, if you don't know this, then you're really ignorant of what the Bible teaches. Last week in chapter 6, we learned that the Apostle John had a vision of future events, and he saw a vast number of these tribulation saints who had been killed by the Antichrist. We studied this last week. Now, here in chapter 7, verse 14, it says this, And after I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and the Lamb. Who are these people? These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. These are the tribulation saints. People that have been martyred for their faith in Jesus. Now even though the enemies of Jesus will kill many tribulation saints, believers in Christ, during the tribulation period. They're going to be powerless to kill the 144,000 Jewish witnesses. The, the Jewish missionaries that God will raise up to preach the gospel to every tribe and every nation on earth. Let's read verses 3 and 4 again. Do not harm the land or the sea or the trees until we put a seal on the foreheads of the servants of God. Who are the servants of God in this case? The 144,000 that God will raise up to preach the gospel. He's going to put a seal on their forehead. And then I heard a number of those who were sealed... 144,000 from all the tribes of Israel. The 144,000 will be sealed, it says, meaning they're going to be protected by God during the tribulation period. Even though there's going to be hundreds of millions of people die when God pours out his wrath on this unbelieving world. You read over in uh, Genesis chapter 4, verse 15. 
about Cain, who killed his brother Abel. And God banished him to the land of Nod, right? Wherever that is. Don't nod off while I'm speaking, okay? And he was afraid that he was going to be killed because he's going into a foreign land and they didn't know him and they, they thought he might have been an enemy or whatever the case is. This is more than I can bear. They're going to kill me. So what did God do? Where there's judgment, there's mercy. What did God do? He put a seal on him. Amen? The mark of Cain. Have you ever heard that before? The mark of Cain. That's what he's going to do with the 144,000. He's got to put a mark on them. It's going to be on their foreheads, whatever the mark will be. I wonder if it's number seven. I don't know. I won't be there. I'll be with the Lord. When he calls that trumpet sounds, I'm going. So he's going to protect them, the 144,000. He's going to protect them. Thankfully, we Christians have also been sealed. We've been sealed by the Holy Spirit. We are sealed unto the day of redemption. God has put his mark on us, folks. He's given us his Holy Spirit as evidence that we are truly saved. How has he done that? Spirit of God's taken up residence in us. We've been saved through believing faith in Jesus, the Savior. God put his stamp of approval on us. All right? Just like he's, put, he's going to put a stamp of approval on the 144,000 missionaries he's going to raise up to preach the gospel. Every tribe, every tongue, every nation. So what about the guy up the jungle? Yeah, they're going to hear it as well. Everyone. In their own language, no less. Wouldn't have to spend seven years trying to learn it like I did. Sadly, though, not, not so with all those that refuse to believe in Jesus now or during the coming tribulation period. Unbelievers during the tribulation, they're going to have another mark. Another mark. The mark of the beast. The mark of the Antichrist during the coming tribulation period. Unbelievers are going to have a mark on their hand and on their forehead, known as the mark of the beast. And that is 666. We'll get to that eventually as we study more into the word of God, the book of Revelation. In Revelation chapter 14, verse 1, John tells us some good news. Been hearing some bad news this morning. Good news. Those 144,000 ambassadors for Christ, those 144,000 witnesses for, for Christ, they're going to complete their mission. They're going to do what he sent them to do, and uh, they're going to be rewarded when he returns to set up his kingdom at the end of the tribulation period. It's going to happen. It's prophesied in the word of God. Now, if you don't believe in the word of God, you're not going to believe it, are you? If you're not saved, if you're not a Christian, 
you're not going to believe the word of God. It's just another book to you. But I promise you, if you call upon the name of the Lord Jesus, the Savior, then old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. It, God speaks through his book, and you'll understand it. But because spirit reads spirit, it's spiritually inspired. So when you receive the spirit of God, you can understand it. You can read it and be blessed by it. But only if you receive Jesus. The natural things of man are foolishness unto him. Because these things are spiritually discerned. All right? So wise up. Get saved. Before the horrible things happened during the tribulation period, these 144,000 Jewish witnesses, they're going to they're going to witness horrific things. We've already learned about the, the sealed judgments that are going to be poured out. And there's more to come, unfortunately. Millions, billions of people worldwide will suffer because they, cho they will choose to worship the Antichrist. They're going to, they're going to believe he's the, the Messiah that they've been waiting for for so long. He's going to perform all kinds of miracles for them to be deceived. And because they worship him as God, they're going to perish in their sins. Confirming what Jesus has already said, Matthew 24, 21, 22. This is what Jesus said. For then there will be great distress. This is, confirms what Daniel says. Unequaled from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equaled again. In those days, if those days had not been cut short, it's only going to be seven years. He could have made it longer. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. Right? But he wants those people to be saved during the tribulation. For the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. For the sake of the elect. The elect are those that are going to be saved during the tribulation period. If you are a Christian, then you are elected. All right? You are part of the elect now. But during the tribulation period, those that are saved through hearing the gospel and believing the gospel, preached not only by the two witnesses that he will send, but also the 144,000 witnesses, they will be elected. They will be saved. Once you get saved, you're elected. No need to debate it, what election means. It's simple. If you're saved, you're elected. All right? And remember... You know, God didn't choose us because there was anything special about us. You know, we were sinners. Why were we yet sinners? Christ Jesus died for us. He loves us. He loves everybody. And he gave us the faith to believe. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. That's how we got saved, through the word of God. That's how you can be saved. Today, by hearing the word of God.
that is being preached through the foolishness of preaching, the Apostle Paul says. Yeah, it's foolishness to those that do not believe because the Bible is spiritually discerned. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. But let me tell you, I'm no fool. And I've been saved and I know the truth. It's been revealed. And I am changed. I am born again. Are you? Are you? Not because I deserve it. Not because I earned it. Not because I'm a good person. Because I've placed my faith in the one who died for me, who is good. The one who died, who never committed any sins. The one who died and suffered in my place as a substitute. Took the sins, my sins, on his own body on the cross and suffered and died in my place so I wouldn't have to face judgment. And he can do the same for you. He did the same for you. He did it, whether you believe it or not. It doesn't alter the fact that he did it. Now let's wrap it up, shall we? During the future, coming, I think coming very soon, tribulation period, otherwise known as the Old Testament prophets say, Jacob's trouble. Why is it Jacob is always referred to as Israel? Why? Because the Antichrist is going to turn on Israel halfway through the seven-year tribulation period and persecute Israel. Jacob's trouble. It's going to be a time of great suffering, death, devastation that Jesus says has never been seen before. Unequaled from the beginning of the world until now. And never to be equaled again. Thank God it's never to be equaled again. But in the midst of all that, the all-compassionate God is going to pour out his loving Holy Spirit of grace on those who believe in him during the tribulation period. Whether Jew or Gentile, it doesn't make any difference. He loves everybody. John tells us the 144,000 will be chosen, they'll be saved, and they'll be sealed. Sent out to preach the gospel to the ends of the earth, to reap a harvest of millions of souls during that time from every tribe, from every tongue from every nation. It's not going to happen before the tribulation period. It's not, going to, it's not going to happen. It doesn't prevent us from sending out missionaries and it shouldn't prevent us from being witnesses because we are ambassadors for Christ. Amen? We're living in the age of grace now. It's going to end. I don't know when, but it's going to end. We're living in the age of grace. It's been two, over 2,000 years since Jesus died, was buried, rose again, ascended into heaven, the Holy Spirit, the church began at Pentecost. There was no church before Pentecost. Since then, over 2,000 years, we're living in the age of grace, where God, 
through the preaching of his word, through people reading the word of God, hearing the word of God, are being saved. We've been saved during the age of grace. We're recipients of that. But it's going to come to an end. We are his witnesses. Before the coming tribulation happens, we need to witness. We have people that we know that are unsaved. We have relatives that are unsaved. We have friends that are unsaved. We are his witnesses now. When we're gone, they're going to be left behind. Those people I'm talking about, our friends that are unsaved, our relatives that are unsaved, people that we know that are unsaved. When we're taken out, they will go through the tribulation. Should we allow that to happen? Shouldn't we give them the opportunity to share our faith with them and tell them what Jesus has done for us? Yes, we should, because we are his ambassadors, we are his witnesses, and we're living in the age of grace. But it's going to come to an end. But because God is merciful, he's going to give those people that are left behind an opportunity to hear the gospel. He could have wiped them all out, the whole lot of them, billions of them. But he chooses not to. See, that's God's mercy. Where there's judgment, there is always mercy. Now, let me address those of you, and I'll just talk to the church, what we ought to be doing to share our faith with those we know and love. That's our responsibility. That's up to you whether you do it or not. I don't care how you do it. Well, I'm so shy. So am I. I don't like talk, you know, talking to complete strangers. I don't find that an easy thing to do. But we can give them a tract, you know, give them a gospel tract. Has the gospel written on it. We can do that. Let me address you, people, that are watching and listening to this message, that have never received Jesus Christ as your saviour. You're unsaved. But the good news is that your soul, your immortal soul, can be saved from going to hell. Your immortal body that goes through the tribulation, you can call upon the name of the Lord then and be saved, but you can save yourself the trouble and be saved now, today. But it, unless you are saved, when your mortal body dies, which it will, just like mine is dying each and every day, still ticking, one day it's going to stop permanently, we're going to leave this world. Where are you going to go? Your soul's got to go somewhere. The life has come out of that shell. What is the life? That's your immortal soul. Where's it going to go? To heaven, the Bible says, or to hell. Now, Jesus made a way that you don't have to go to hell. Simply by believing faith in what he did on the cross. To save you from your sins. So you won't have to bear the punishment for the sins that you committed. 
He already did it on the cross. For you. And for me. As long as you truly believe, not just a head knowledge, yeah, I believe in Jesus, yeah. It's a heart knowledge. Believe in your heart that Jesus died for you, a sinner. For you alone. If you were the only person left on planet Earth, he would have gone to that cross for you. He died, he bled, he was buried. But on the third day, he rose again from the dead, showed himself alive to many witnesses, and then he ascended into heaven and is seated on the right hand of the Father. That's the good news, if you believe it. The bad news is, and you've got the good cop and the bad cop, you know. The bad news, if you're not saved, when Jesus comes back, we meet the Lord in the air, you're going to be left behind, and you're going to go through the tribulation period. Now, you may be saved during that time, or you may not be. But why wait? You're going to take that chance? Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Do you believe it? Do you believe what I told you? Do you believe the word of God? Don't believe what I tell you. Believe what the word of God says. But I'm a witness. I can tell you it's true. Because he's changed my life. I, I couldn't stand up here sharing these things with you if I hadn't been changed, if I hadn't been saved, whether you think I'm a lunatic or not. That's okay. Not the only one. Don't wait to receive Jesus Christ as your personal saviour. Call upon his name before it's too late. He's waiting to hear your call. Are you willing? He's listening for that call. Are you so proud that you, you won't call upon him to be saved? You want to carry on the way you have been doing? Living a meaningless, empty existence with no purpose? You can be safe. You can be secure. You can be saved from spending eternity in hell. I know the choice I made. How? Believing faith in that Jesus paid the costly price in his own blood so you wouldn't have to perish and die in your sins. Let me close with this in John chapter 1, verse 12. Here's a promise for you from the word of God. And you can include yourself in this. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name. Do you? That's the question. Do you believe? To those who believe in his name, you should know by now 
who his name is. His name is Jesus. And there's only one way to be saved, and that is through him. Amen? I hope and pray you make that choice. Let's close in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just pray that you'll use these words to convince people that are listening, people that are watching, to believe by faith in what you have already done for them so they wouldn't have to perish. They wouldn't have to be separated from you. They can be reconciled. They can be forgiven of their sins simply by believing faith in what you have already done for them on the cross because you love them so much. You were willing to do that. So I pray that they will call upon your name, the name which is above every name, to be saved, saved from eternal separation, saved from hell, saved from the tribulation to come. And as for the rest of us, we confess that we haven't always been super witnesses for Christ, for one reason or another. It's not easy to share faith, but at least give us the desire. Take away any fear that we may have when we're given the opportunity that you will allow to share our testimony, the difference that you have made in our life having received you as personal saviour. Because we are your ambassadors. We are your witnesses. And help us to be able to do that in every given opportunity. Amen. Well, thank you, and may God bless you all. Thank you again for tuning in. You can find our podcasts on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you find podcasts. We'd love for you to join us at the First Baptist Church in Coleraine, For Sunday morning worship at 11 a.m., we are located at 81 Foundry Village Road, Coleraine, Massachusetts. If you have any questions or inquiries, please feel free to call the church at 413-624-8886. Hope to see you soon. God bless.